Listener Production. Coffee for one, through your headphones whenever you feel like it. Even in the afternoon or after dinner. Say it again, it keeps me awake. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, welcome to what is Matt O'Kine's favourite day of the year. You would have heard it this time last year, but uh, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you as the biggest Star Wars fan in Australia. Matt, you must be just chomping at the bits like an Ewok. Hey. Uh, just getting ready to demolish an AT, whatever they're called. I am i don't know any of those references. I have. I did watch the first one, remember? So I yep. am up to date. I have advanced in my Star Wars knowledge. Whoa, 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 whoa. Up to date. Oh, you're about 19... You're still in the 1970s, mate, because you've only watched the first one. Anyway. You're not up to date yet. <laughs> okay. But what I do know is that in the second one, Luke... Is it Luke Skywalker gets his arm chopped off, all right, by Darth mm-hmm. Vader? Is that correct? Spoiler alert. But this ties into a story that I saw pop up uh, on news.com.au just a few days ago, um, which is the story about a gentleman. We mentioned this man last year about his plight, Malcolm McDonald. Of course, because it's a news story that has reference to penises, and for whatever reason... <laughs> hey, look... <laughs> always makes it into the show. Look, this gentleman, Malcolm McDonald, you might remember... His, his penis fell off in the toilet one day. He had an infection and it fell off. And so a doctor, like, reattached a sort of new one, crafted a new one and reattached it to his forearm. But then COVID happened and there was a series of delays. So he lived with a penis on his uh, is, arm for six years, right? Is that really elective surgery? <laughs> is, is that, I would say is it's that elective. Pretty, it's pretty, like... Important. I'd be really pressing for the this kind of has to happen soon. So it was on there for six years. The good news is Alex Dyson, they finally took it off. They've reattached it between his legs, and life is returning to normal for this gentleman. Well, that is very, very good to hear. And oh, um no. I'm just reading a line from the article. It says an elderly lady once asked him to get an item from the top shelf of a supermarket, but the willy came loose. <laughs> <laughs> swung down. Okay, look. Should we do we do we need to re-record an intro? No, no look, it's too late. We're going into the show. <laughs> we as do it do is. that sometimes. We if do you re-record. Are, if you are listening. No, we're going. We're committing. We're committing to this. May the fourth be with you. Mm. Let's jump into this show. This is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, really, it's only a matter of time till the wrecking ball comes for us all. The wrecking ball of life. Miley Cyrus said it all in her track, Party in the USA. Um, <laughs> where, <laughs> no, I'm joking. In her song, Wrecking Ball. Um, That's probably the dumbest joke of all time, but I, for some reason I find it extremely <laughs> funny. <laughs> Going to put my hands up uh, playing my song. But look, uh, I've I've actually got, you know, I know what you're going to talk about, Alex Dice, and I've got a little bit of an admission to make. Mm -hmm. And that is, I never watched Kath and Kim. Really? That's interesting. I don't think I ever sat through a single episode ever in my life. I know little bit snippets of part of the, you know, the the vernacular. You're a Kath and Kim hater. I'm not, hey, 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 I'm not against 
Kath and Kim, okay. Well, you're right. It is a story about Kath and Kim, but because maybe <laughs> maybe we should then, um, we can't do May the 4th again because last May the 4th you, without having watched it, gave us the plot of Star Wars. Having not seen it, what's the plot of Kath and Kim? I don't know. They're, they're, it's mother and daughter, right? They're mother and daughter. They live in a house. They're bogans. They say Chardonnay. They say Kumui. Look at me. Kumui. Kumui. What's Kath's husband's name? I don't know, but I know he's played by Pete Rosethorn. No. Magda Zabanski's always got like a, a thing around Wrong her partner. neck. That's Kel, is the Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I literally don't know anything about it. I just know that they're Bogans from Melbourne. That's it. That's all I know. Anyway, the house that Kath and Kim was filmed in between 02 to 07, where it was rented by the ABC, it was last sold in 2016 for $1.4 million. The owners now uh, are taking the wrecking ball to it, big renovations, gutting the place, and uh, the house will be demolished. Uh, it was renovated a little bit in 2019 and they held an open house at the time to raise money for uh, Carrie Bickmore's Beanies for Brain Cancer uh, oh, set. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it's something that really should be heritage listed in Australia, getting um, getting a massive facelift. Well, I mean, I'd hate for the same, you know, outcome to happen to the Bluey house, which, you know, exists in Brisbane. Have you seen the Bluey house? Well, they did make that, didn't they? They modelled ex- yeah, it's been modelled exactly like uh, Bluey and Bingo's cartoon home. It looks exactly the same. It was on Airbnb for a while, then they sold it, and it sold for a cool $1.84 million, which is um, a million dollars more than what oh. the owners paid for it eight they years ago. They made a million dollars so, in eight years. Yeah, yeah, just by painting it like Bluey's so, house. <laughs> that's an annual income of $115,000 a year for just owning a house. Oh, my God, Australia's broken. <laughs> yeah, well, making it look like a big kennel, you know, I mean, that's that's the secret to it Take all. So I'd money. hate for that to go face the same thing. I mean, I, I would hate for any number of institutions mm. in our country, Alex Dyson, to go the way of the Kath and Kim house. Well, it does raise a few issues in Australia in which, you know, we need to be vigilant if we want to make sure that our national treasures are protected. And so Matt and I, on behalf of you and the all-day breakfast community, we're putting in with Heritage Australia a few forms to try and get a few of our Australian architectural institutions protected. And uh, these are some of the big ones that we're going for. I, for one, would never want to see anything happen to the South Bank fake beach, all right? Uh, I want it to stay in its exact state as it is right now, floaties included. (laughs) the most expensive public toilet in Australia. (laughs) Actually, I went there the other day. It's pretty beautiful. I have to actually admit, I was like, damn, I could go for a dip. The Round the Twist Lighthouse, it's in Aries Inlet, which is in the Wannan electorate that I'm running for. So pretty soon I could be the boss of it. And uh, hopefully I'll be living in there with Bronson and uh, trying to shut the door to (laughs) Mr Gribble. Egg Boy's Egg. Uh, I think that, like, we can't live in it, but a chicken could, and I just think that we should preserve <laughs> it. Uh, so it I don't know. We have hard to, boiling it to preserve <laughs> it? <laughs> we have to kind of scrape the little bits of shell from Fraser Anning's hair that's still in there and then, you know, really stitch it back together. But once it's back, I really believe that we keep that egg and preserve it uh, for a good chook. 
the Kerrigan residence, uh, which was tried to get pulled down in the movie. It got saved. Uh, we do need to save it again because uh, there, it is the foremost example in Australia architecturally of a fake chimney. But as Daryl Kerrigan says, adds to the charm. And do you know what? It's not just the house either. We want the hole. We want the hole. <laughs> we, want the hole. <laughs> we want Dale's hole intact or not intact. Yeah. Whatever, however you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Chappelle Corby's boogie board bag. I was going to say that. I, we, we can't touch that. Home to four kilos it's of weed. Be. I mean, we've got to make sure that no one touches that. <laughs> well, exactly right. I mean, home to a boogie board <laughs> and... Um, Lawnmower clippings are really still uh, finding a good place in the uh, in the green lid bin. <laughs> Wait, what's that bridge that people get keep getting stuck under in Melbourne? <laughs> oh, the Montague Street Bridge. You're right. <laughs> we shall not change it. All right. I want aliens well, to, to find us. He's trying to take the wrecking ball to that, and it'll just get wrecked itself. <laughs> the Montague Street Bridge, a very low hanging bridge that trucks in Melbourne continually <laughs> get absolutely pulverised on. Uh, those, are, those are just a few of the places that we want to keep safe and in our memories, untouched <laughs> yeah. and preserved. Uh, so we, while we say farewell to Captain Kim's house, uh, you know, let's keep a few more things sacred, shall we? All day breakfast. I'm calling it. That's cool. Drippy. What about like? That's pretty cool. What's hitting? Little thing called. What's hitting with Sarah? Yes, that's right. It is that time of the week. It's been a little while since we've had a chat to our favourite young person. What, what is it? Generation? No, it's not millennial. What is it? It's Sarah. <laughs> Anyways, hello, Sarah. Hello. Sarah, what are you? Generation Z. What's the next generation? What's the one after that? It's Generation Alpha or something? I would laugh at that, but I think it genuinely is. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so now I'm like puzzled if I should laugh or not because I wouldn't put it past us. Yeah, poor kids. Generation lame uh, coming through <laughs> after Generation Z. But no, what we do do is get Sarah on every week. She is 15, so knows exactly what's happening on the zeitgeist. But earlier in the week, we were talking about uh, reviews, Sarah, and you got reviewed yourself. You had your parent-teacher interviews this week. Yeah, we had them on Wednesday. There's pretty much one perk to it. You get to leave at 12.30. But oh. most of my teachers had a quick little 15-minute sit-down with my parents. Yeah, right. And what did they say? So some of them love me, some of them don't. And I don't see how that's my problem, but apparently <laughs> food and nutrition is not my strong spot. Oh, well, I mean, Goodness. did you select this subject, though? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's in my own oh. fault. But, like, hold yeah. on. This, like, we cook, like, once every two weeks, so it's not that bad. Okay. So, I mean, why, why don't you change subjects then? You can always change. I, I realised about halfway through year nine, uh, well, actually, halfway through year ten, the Japanese uh, was not for me. And well, uh, that's yeah, yeah. It's a big yeah. Uh, no, thank you, Arigato gozaimasu. Um Well, the thing is, it's like I've got my best mate and three other of my good mates in there, and that's why it's probably not my strong spot. 
Because uh, I was uh, a bit disruptive. So as well now then, Sarah. the truth is coming yeah. out, Sarah. You want to blame yeah. the teachers? You want to blame <laughs> the class? But you're your little backseat bandit, just living well, it up. Um, the fact that I am a backseat bandit, but that's not the point. The point <laughs> is that for nutrition is not my strong spot. That's what we're going to say it is. <laughs> Okay, sure, sure, right. sure. Well, so, you've got top marks uh, from all of our listeners whenever you come on and let us know exactly what's going on with the youth and that's why people message in all the time with a question. You can to matt.and.alex. First question for you, Sarah, from our clueless above 18-year-old listeners <laughs> is, Carissa, what do young people think about Coachella and the Met Gala? Are they still cool and do you care about them? Um, so, to be honest, I've never met someone that is genuinely excited about either of them, but, like, I think most of all, it's kind of fun just to see what people wear to both of the events, because that's pretty much Mm -hmm. what both, like, both of the events are about. Like, no one actually cares what's happening there, but it's more just the outfits. Like, when, whenever one happens, literally all the, all my feed on all my socials is just, like what this person would have met Gala. But personally, I couldn't care less, but, like, I think some people do. Is there an event that you and your friends are all super excited about going to, you know, at the moment? Or are you looking forward to? Um, uh, Snoop Dogg's coming to Brisbane in November, I think. Do you care about Snoop Dogg? Like, would you go? I love Snoop. Really? Wow. Yeah. I thought that he would, like, he's like old man now. I thought he'd be, like, so not cool. Is he cool? Nah, Snoop's never going to die. Oh, well, I mean, look, I agree with you. I reckon he's rad, but I was just, uh, that shocks me. Well, that's good to know. Snoop Doggy Dog. What about, I'm, okay, I'm going to go through all of the rappers. Okay, is, is Eminem still cool? Yeah, kind of, yeah, I reckon. 50 Cent? Um, Not as much, but a lot of his songs are still played. Nelly. <laughs> Oh, I don't even know that one. So what? You don't what? know Nelly? We got to it's introduce you to Nelly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I know. If you want to go and take a ride with me, the posse hits a ride. Did I feel this? Hey, must be the money. Oh no! So you're you're definitely Gen Z, Sarah. Because if any if anyone hears that opening line and doesn't yell, "Hey, must be the money," I know the song. I just didn't remember the rapper. You're out of our generation. But anyways, look, we've got one more question from David, who says, and I don't actually understand this question. David says, what does Sarah think of the coastal grandmother trend? The what trend? Yeah, well, I I thought exactly the same thing. I'm Googling it now. Um, oh, okay. I'm reading an article from Marie Claire. Marie Claire. It's wide-brimmed straw hats, uh, button-up light blouses, and uh, straw bags and baskets. It's basically they've shown a picture of Meryl Streep in one of those movies that's similar to like you know, Tuscan Dreaming or... The Mamma Mia where she's on the Greek islands yeah, or something. Yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. But I'm guessing you don't, you've missed that. I just don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, no, nah, neither. Well, that's probably as good an answer as any as it's not <laughs> on the radar. So what, <laughs> is, is, that? what just... is the trend then? What is the trend right now? Because it seems to change quite regularly. So what, what what's hot right now? Uh, I know sunset lamps are back, like, are weirdly in right now. Sunset lamps. Sunset, sunset lamps. lamps? You mean like lava lamps? No, it's like I have one in my room, but it's like it's a little light and it's like a stand 
and you can bend it in whatever way and it's like it projects the same color and light of a sunset and you can change it to be like a pink sunset or anything else. Oh. And it's, it's basically the new LEDs. Last year you were telling us about all the LEDs that are in like, you know, you, people get them in their rooms and put them up. Are they already out of fashion? I still haven't bought mine. I was going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not out of fashion, but they're, they're kind of like overrated now, I think. Oh no! Mm. See, this is as soon as I pick up a trend, it's dead, dead well, in the water. You didn't All right, to pick it up yet. No, well, that's even worse. I couldn't even. I was too <laughs> slow to pick up a dead trend. That's terrible. <laughs> All right, well, look, it's okay. We thank you so much, Sarah, for everything as always, and we look forward to chatting you to you again very, very soon. Uh, we hope you have a good week. We'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> Day breakfast. Mm, drippy. All day breakfast. Well, there was outrage, Alex Dyson, according to news.com.au. Um, as there often is. <laughs> That's. Often outraged. That is every article. Oh, I You'll saw have to narrow it down slightly. I saw Carl Stefanovic get outraged about um, you know, Cancer Council saying that you should stop giving kids ham sandwiches. You know, Carl was outraged about that. People are outraged. <laughs> what he prefers kids with cancer? No, What's the no he just he said it's too. He's gone too far. That's what he said. <laughs> cancer cancel culture. <laughs> anyway, so look. People were outraged, um, according to news.com.au, by a poster that was spotted around uh, Victoria recently, around your neck of the woods. Mm. The slogan was, let's go work from work. And uh, <laughs> and it, it features a man wearing a mask um, and he looks like he's, he's wearing high-vis as well and he's kind of, I guess he's trying to sort of Inspire everyone. Isn't he at a train station or something? Yeah, he's at a train. So there's a train behind him. So I think I think maybe he even could be the train master saying, "Let's go work from work." Well, I doubt the train drivers could work from home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do there. Well, maybe he's trying to tell everyone at the train station, like, "Let's go work from work." Like, let's go. Oh, so jump on the train, come into the city. Do you know work what? Again. I reckon it's big train behind this poster. Hey, get a few maybe. swipes on the old Mikey. Well, People are trying to re-stimulate the economy, get back to normal, and that includes people heading into the offices and working again. But a lot of people like the work-life balance. There's been some, um, a little bit of investigation into it as to people's sort of feelings towards working from home. And um, the numbers that are coming through, a study has shown that 30% of people, or one third, one in three, say they now have a better work-life balance than they did two years ago. And uh, less than one in ten, so like about eight percent, think that their work-life balance is worse than it was two years ago. Oh, it's interesting. I mean, another person on Reddit said, uh, "Convert it all into residential space, right? For those who choose to work in the CBD, okay, or need to, and then you free up some houses in suburbia where it's going to be cheaper. Everyone's going to be living cheaper. Mm. People live close to their workplaces anyway. This particular person said, no one should have to travel more than ten to fifteen minutes for work. So, mm. I mean, if you want to live work in the city." Go live in one of the buildings that's now going to be free with all of these office spaces that they don't need anymore. Wait, 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 wait. So instead of work from home, you home from work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> live in your work. That's basically what you should yeah. be doing. Live from work. <laughs> well, yeah, I have said the reason these people are trying to encourage is because, you know, there's a big rents getting paid by these businesses. 
whilst all of their employees are at home and they're like, the only reason they're trying to get them back is so that that's not seen as a massive waste Exactly. <laughs> so give the money back, give the space back. We can do things with these spaces. But then the people who own these skyscrapers aren't getting their rents, you know. what? Think of the billionaires, Matt. <laughs> Come on, think of them Can't for once. Can't anyone Thanks, think mate. of those. I know. Think about all the poor people who won't be able to charge $100 a day for parking. Oh, my heart breaks. <laughs> my heart absolutely breaks. Now, look, we asked... I got cooks the other day. It's parked overnight in one of those places. Oh, all right, Elon Musk. Jesus. $120. Of course it was. I can't... $120. I should have parked on the street and copped a fine. <laughs> like, honestly, it would have been cheaper. Unbelievable. I can't believe you parked overnight in the city. But we wanted to do our own study and just ask you, do you prefer a bit of working from home? Do you like it back in the office? And a lot of people have got in touch here, Matt. Yeah, that's right. Matt said, I prefer home. I don't have to listen to all the Karens in the office bash their keyboards as they type. All right. Naomi says, I prefer the office because I can't focus if I live, work, study all in my little apartment. Fair enough. Jack says, home is the best. Clock off in a four-second commute, which means more time with family. That's awesome. Uh, Teresa reckons a bit of both. Three days in the office and two at home is the best Ooh, combo. that's a bit of, I reckon the Monday to, Monday and Friday from home, that, that could be the real sugar spot. Uh, Kyle said, the office. I prefer to work in the office because I don't hate people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Alex says, Office is better, home is for family, work is a different place and you need a different headspace and focus. And um, and Taylor says, I like from home because I spend two hours less a day in traffic and can get chores done when I need a screen break. Yeah, the travel is a big thing, That's Alex nice. Dyson, but what about our caller? Yeah, let's go to James now. James, uh, what sort of industry are you working in at the moment? Um, I'm a support worker. I work with elderly people and um, I've got a young child at home, so my favourite thing to do is to sleep. Sleep during my lunch break, get an extra 15 minutes, you know, before or afterwards, so be it. No one can tell me off. Oh, exactly. So you're not doing anything wrong. You're sleeping in your time off, but you couldn't just do that in the office, can you? Oh, well, it'd be a bit weird if I just, yeah, laid in the middle of the floor space, the work work area (laughs) with my pillow and said, all right, all right, you fellas, I'm going to nod off now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a perfectly good and reasonable reason to uh, stay at home. So do you think, are you getting pressure from your workplace at all to go in? Um, No, no, which is good. Ah, brilliant stuff. Well, look, you make a very good argument for it, James. So thank you very much for that. And uh, yeah, good luck with the transition back into the workplace. (laughs) Cheers, mate. And um, shout outs to you if you're listening to Matt and Alex on the commute as well which is a good time to chuck the podcasts in. Do you reckon our listeners will drop to nothing if people stop commuting, Matt? Well, if everyone's uh, if everyone's like Jack here and it takes four seconds to commute from upstairs to downstairs, uh, yeah, they don't cop much of the show, do they? So fingers crossed. But if you are taking a nap in your lunch break, Matt and Alex, really great to put you to sleep uh, occasionally. <laughs> so <laughs> try that one out. I hope you are well. This is All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. It's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you. I'm going to be back with a uh, big show tomorrow. Actually, quite a momentous show, so make sure you join us then. It's a very special occasion. Oh, that's right. Uh, We won't tell you exactly what it is, but let's just say it's a cause for celebration. Please join us then for all the festivities, and we will catch you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. 
listener.